actor, author, certified life coach, encourager, family man, dynamic inspirational speaker, and so much more. Welcome to my podcast, Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Listen, thank you for joining us yet again for another week. I appreciate all of you who listen faithfully. Look, that was the sounds of Jonathan McReynolds' Cycles. If you wanted to know what that was, yes, we're starting off with another tune this week. We have a guest back in the building. Michelle Hawkins is back. Michelle with one L. So we're super excited about that. She's dialing in and I can't wait to finish up her story. For those who missed last week's episode, listen, pause and go back so you can get caught up and know exactly what we're talking about and what we're doing on this week's episode. Now, also, I just want you to know we are covering the topic of addiction. The fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. For those who are listening, I just want to make note of something before we get started, and that's before you judge, before you make a meme, before you make a joke, about someone, ask yourself, do you know their story? And do they know your story? How would you feel? In these times, we have to be more compassionate than ever before. We have to truly practice loving thy neighbor as thyself. You never know what people are going through in their life. And you could be the make or break in somebody's day and in somebody's moment to make a change. So choose to operate in excellence and positivity. Michelle Obama says, when they go low, (laughs) you go high. So now that I got that out of the way, I would like to bring on our guests yet again. Welcome, Michelle Hawkins. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm glad you were able to dial in again. Looking forward to finishing this up, but to get things started. First, I want to... Let's do a recap. Last week, we discussed... 
how you became addicted to cocaine, how it all started, what your family and friends were thinking and, and, and doing during that time. We talked about some of the the challenges you faced and when enough was enough. And you left us off last week with letting us know proudly that you are 60 years young, looking good and confident in the skin you're in, and you're grateful for where you are in your life. But we know that there was a process to get to the point that you're at right now. And so I'm just curious. I didn't want you to reveal this last week because I really wanted to pick up on this note. We talked about the before, but there's a process after you go to rehab, after you start your steps. It's a process to reclaiming your power. And that's in everything that you do. So with that being said, Michelle, can you tell us how many years have you been sober? You know, I was, I'm looking at the calendar and it will be 32 years in June. Wow. Can we, we have to give a round of applause for that. Can we get a round of applause? And for anybody who has survived addiction or is in the process of recovery a round of applause for you two and for anybody who wants to make a change right now a round of applause to you two so michelle we know that there is a life after Rehab. There's a life after you make the decision to let go of your addiction. And oftentimes you do hear the word relapse and people sometimes go through this and they don't have another chance. And other times some people do, but it's real. So what was your experience like after rehab you know Harold it's good to be back with you um I was just thinking when you were saying that I thank God for coffee they told they told us drink as much coffee as you want I was a cigarette smoker then and uh, I've been cleaning off of cigarettes now for 15 years um, and they were like, smoke cigarettes, drink as much coffee as you need. So I was drinking coffee all day long, the caffeine. Mm. Never was a soda drinker. And so you're asking the steps. Also, the lady who I told you about the previous podcast, she was my sponsor. I love her to this day. She and her, hu- and her husband to this day. They taught me that addiction was not me, that I was me, and that that was a disease, just like cancer, just like any other disease that I could get healing from, if I wanted to. But it was the work that came along and comes along with it. And I said, okay. I had to change people, places, and things. So I left where I was very prominent in being a stylist. 
I didn't stop doing hair though. <laughs> and a good friend of mine had a business uh, way up in Wheaton, and they took me in. And um, of course, I did daily check-ins. I did go to meetings. I used to love getting up and getting those chips, 30-day chip, 60-day chip, 90-day chip, because of the camaraderie, you know, of being around like-minded people, you know. And let me tell you something, though, Her Back in the day, these people were old heads. They didn't take no pity party parties and all that crying. They ate you alive up in there, okay? And I thank God to this day because I probably would have relapsed. But I was glued to, I listened. I didn't go to uh, Narcotics Anonymous meetings first. I went to Alcohol, Alcohol Anonymous first, AA. Okay. And it was hardcore. Okay, and it was majority men. It was a few women in there, but these women were like 60 and 50. I'm just 20, what, 27 at the time, 28. And I'm looking at them like, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It's a 12-step it's a program that I recommend highly that you study. It's like the Bible for addiction. And you learn the first step is is that you know that you you know that there's a higher power. Some people might not be God. Okay, might be the universe, might be Allah, might be, you know, Yahweh, Yeshua, who whatever it is, but it's something higher than you. Okay? Then you know you're being restored back to sanity, some type of sanity in your mind, you know? And then you become willing. You become willing. That means you got to surrender. Those were the first three steps that they make you, they kind of, it's, like it's like a medicine. It's like a medicine, you know? And during that time, I, I was obedient. I was obedient. The rebel that I was and that I am and the fighter that I was and the warrior that I had become, I was obedient because I really wanted to live. I really wanted to live, you know. I wanted to I wanted to be a good mother to my daughter. I wanted to be a good daughter. You know, I wanted I still wanted to be accepted and all of those things. But I really I really I was tired. I was tired and and held, you know, some of the people that I met out there, you know, and that um I never forget it was somebody I, I'm not going to say their name and they had to go back to their country. I had to meet them one day. My father paid a bill for me. And that person told me, I better not ever hear your name out in the streets again. Or I will come back and deal with you myself. I'm like, who does? <laughs> like, who? So you even had people still afterwards rooting for you and making sure that you stayed in line. That 
was truly a blessing that I know was an asset to your journey. Now, also speaking about assets to your journey, I, I got to go back because we heard last episode about your father and your stepmother and your daughter and that whole story. So I'm just curious, what was it like seeing them for the first time that you were able to see them since you went off to rehab? It had to be an emotional experience. I, I don't know what I would have done in your shoes. I don't know how I would have responded, but what was that like? I remember that they, they didn't allow you to have visitors or phone calls for the first 30 days. And uh, if you had to go to the dentist, you had to get permission. So, you know, my father paid cash for me to go to treatment. And um, my grandmother used to send me these little cards every day with kittens on it with just sayings in it. And I'll never forget, we were allowed visitors and my dad and my mom came first. They didn't bring, they didn't bring my daughter. They never brought her. And I never forget when I saw his face and he looked at me with such love in his eyes, you know, and we hugged and we talked and we drank coffee. That was in treatment. I still had to be there for some time, you know. I still was naughty from time to time. You weren't supposed to... Uh, infiltrate with other people you know it was men there co it was co-ed but men were on one side we ain't gonna go there some behaviors you know i had to work on <laughs> and so but i never forget when i came home my dad came and got me my dad has always rescued me mm. always and so he came and got me and uh we didn't talk on the way home we didn't we didn't talk you know but i sat real close to him you know and we were listening to his favorite station it was wtop lord have mercy and uh just listened to that and it was about an hour and a half two hour drive and we got to the house and you know my daughter was there and she ran to me you know she was just three you know and and hugged me around my neck and First place I went to was a meeting. My sponsor was waiting for me too. She was there, you know, and her husband, they were there and got right out the car. Bags never got unpacked, went straight to a meeting. You know, they, they got me grounded immediately. Yeah. So that's how it was when I first came home. You know, um, I did not have a problem I had, they went and packed up my stuff from the previous salon. I had no communication. I had no phone, no nothing for a long time. If I wanted to talk, the cell phones were out back then, but they were like huge, <laughs> you know. And so if I wanted to talk to somebody, it was through the person that um, was owning the salon that I had to talk on the landline phone, okay. And I was so okay with it. You know, I was okay with it. I had a car, but I was, I couldn't drive. One of the conditions, I couldn't drive for 30 days. So I was like, cool. So they would come pick me up, take me back, you know, and I, I was so okay with it, you know, and I had to go to three meetings a day for the first 30 days, three meetings a day. Yeah. And I did it. 
I caught the bus. I did it. You know, I, I, uh, I had really, I didn't even know that back then I was setting the intention. I didn't know that. And so that's how it was for me. I made new, I made new friends, you know, I made new relationships. I made relationships with like-minded people that I did, that accepted me, you know, because they were like me. So that's how I was when I first came home for the first year I did it. I didn't miss a beat because I was, I was scared. When I looked back at some of the pictures, my dad had saved some pictures. And, and when I look at, oh, my credit, we won't even go there. Just all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah, I stuck in it. I stuck in it. You know, it's very interesting because your tone last week was very, you could tell you were coming to a point with your story as you were reflecting. And this week, you just sound so free. And I love the way you sound. You sound free. And you know what they say. You don't have to look like what you've been through. However, there are those who will choose to look like what they've been through because victim is what they feel like they need to be to get attention. But that's not necessarily the way. You don't have to go that route. So I'm glad that you're here. And I'm glad that I'm hearing you just free. So you know we don't live forever. But while you are here, is there anything you want to say to anybody who has helped you along the way? I really appreciate you. I, I appreciate, and I'm sorry. I apologize for the hurt that, that I may have caused you and I wasn't aware. For the stress that I may have taken you through and I wasn't, I didn't care. I didn't know. For the sleepless nights that you may have had, you know, I thank you for the push. I thank you for the, for the, for the ultimatum. I thank you for that. I'm very appreciative that you invested your money in me once again. And your time, once again, that's what I was saying. That's what I'm saying. Now that we've taken that moment of appreciation, I want to ask a question on behalf of our listeners. And I want to know, what is some advice you have for people who are facing addiction, whether they're facing it right now, whether... They've encountered it in the past and they're struggling with relapsing, as we should say. Um, What words of encouragement or what words of wisdom would you like to share as being as someone who has been sober for 32 
years? I would just tell them, and I'm sharing with them, that there is a way out. There's a way out. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hole. It's, it's a hole. And you don't even know you're in that hole. You don't know you're in that ditch. Or you don't even know you're in that cycle. But there's always those arrows that are pointing up and out. And there's people there that will pull you up. They're not going to let you. They're not going to go down in that hole with you. They're going to pull you up. If you are like me or if you heard anything of what I said, the rebellious, the fighter, the warrior, fight for your life because that's what you're fighting for. Fight for your life. Fight for the next hour. Fight for the next evening. Just just fight and and though you you cloudy you know because you you are cloudy you're in a fog and there's so much going on out here you have to i can remember and i still do sometimes i'll just hold my head you know and for me i'm just like god please you know just just help me keep me keep my keep my heart which keeps my mind, you know, don't, I don't want to drink today. I don't want to smoke no weed today. I don't want to, you know, because something might be going on with a family member. I can't control that. I'm just surrendering, you know, surrendering to you, to the universe, surrendering, whatever it is. And these are things that you have to say out loud. I got mugs all over my house. One says happy, one says blessed, one says love, one says mug life. You know, depending on what mood I'm in. I drink out of a mug. I'm drinking out of one right now that says happy and there's coffee in this cup. You know, just don't give up. Don't, don't give up. Even if you do take a drink, it's okay. You're taking a drink. If you take a toke, it's okay. You're taking a toke. You know, the worst thing that we do as addicts, we beat ourselves up. We, are, we, are, <laughs> we beat ourselves up so badly. And we feel so hopeless. But I'm telling you that it is hope. It is hope. So this discussion is a serious topic because it's so deep. There's so many layers to this. But for those who are listening, for those who are are dealing with this situation at hand, and for those, even if you're just listening in and just not knowing, you just want to know the story. um, It's not too late to make a change. In the season, I want you to be the better version of you. I want you to be that overcomer. I want you to be that that success story. I want you to walk in a way that no one can know or identify what you've been through unless you tell them yourself. And after you tell them, just like Michelle's telling her story, I'm still in shock. Shock the people by what you've been through. Lead the way. 
It's not too late to believe in you again, but you have to truly believe in yourself again and believe in the power that you truly possess. Let go of those things that are weighing you down. Let go of those things that you're saying to yourself inside that are going against what's really supposed to be happening in your life. Release the negativity and and, and take in the positivity. You are not that 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 substance you are not that that um that thing or activity you are so much more than that do not allow the addiction to define who you are let go have faith trust yourself So, Michelle, I'm going to ask this question. I know some people are going to be like, what? And, and, and it's okay. Let me, let me, give me a second. Give me a chance. But how has this journey with addiction, after being clean now for 32 years, now made a positive impact on your life. Now, I know I'm not saying that everything in the past was positive. I'm not saying that you were supposed to do all of that, make some of the decisions you made. I'm not I'm not saying any of that. But what I'm saying is what has happened has happened. So from all of the negative that was associated with it, how do you move forward? What is the positive impact that you can now put in place because of what you've been through you know again addiction didn't define me it it didn't it was just a part of my journey and the positive that has come out of it is that I am so free you know, I I wake up every morning like I'm in great shape. I, I take no medications. You know, I'm on no high blood pressure medicine. You know, I eat well. I yoga. I exercise. I breathe fresh air. I met you, Harold. You know, you you've always said powerful things to me complimentary things to me i've met so many great people that don't know my story but i'm not ashamed there's no shame i feel i feel no shame i feel like it's a testimony i feel like in my life now that i finally have reached and am approaching more into my purpose and to be able to be a part of making a difference in people's lives has always been what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to do it. You know, um, the positive, like I'm a businesswoman. My credit is, is being reestablished. 
I owe nobody a doggone thing. I don't cuss as much as I used to. So many things about me that have just blossomed inside of me sometimes that I can't believe it's me. The one, the person that felt rejected, that didn't feel a part of, that didn't. I, I, I feel so much like a queen now. You know, I feel really fortunate. And I'm happy. I'm like really happy. And just full of um, just so many dreams and goals that I've always had inside of me. And I really know that I'm accomplishing them. I own a business now. I have four grandchildren now. My children know my story. My children are grown. You know, I've been able to help people that support people that they know that have had situations. You know, it's 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 so many great things. It's just so many great things. You know, and for for you, Harold, to allow me to be a part of your positivity broadcast is, is a blessing. And I have a lot of gratitude, so I say thank you. No, honestly, I have to say thank you. Thank you for your transparency, your vulnerability, your openness, and for just walking in your truth. It's been truly inspiring to me on so many levels, and I know there are people who can relate and I know there are people who now know how strong and courageous you are. Phenomenal woman you are. So to switch up gears a little bit, because I don't want to go into that mode, but uh, is there anything else, anything else while we're here that you would like to say to those are listening prayer works mm-hmm. prayer works i know during that time when some things that i would be into i'd be like god please get me out of this and i mind you now i wasn't saved back then i didn't i didn't know who god was i'm still learning who god is now but i'm like please get me out of this lord please help me somebody help me i prayed for some stuff that i didn't even know i was praying for but Something, somebody, for me as God, was listening. Ask for help. It's okay. It's okay. I just had to take a deep breath because, wow. You do not look like what you've been through. A walking testimony you are. Those who are listening, listen, you are worth it. You are worth the fight. You are worth the breath that you take every morning you wake up. You are worthy. And sometimes you just need to be reminded of that. You need to hear that. So thank you, Michelle, for for sharing your story because, (sighs) listeners, you are worth it. 
Now, I know, Michelle, I did not discuss this with you, but if you're open and willing, which I hope and I know that you are because I already know how you are. If anybody wants to connect with you or is inspired by you or anything of the nature and they want to reach out to you because I know you do a lot of things. You're a hairstylist. You you do sea moss and all this healthy stuff. You got skin care and you do everything. So with that being said, how can people reach you? Definitely, definitely. I'm I'm definitely open. I there's no way that I would not even make myself available. So I'm on Instagram and um, TikTok and uh, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> And you spell my name M I C H E L E. That's how you spell my name. I'm one L. I'm an original. But it's at Michelle's Touch LLC on Instagram. And the other platforms is at Michelle's Touch. So that's how you can find me. But my name is Michelle Hawkins with one L. And I'm easy to find. You know, you can Google me. I've been around for a minute. So you're welcome to DM me. Um, I do. My email is Michelle's Touch at Yahoo.com. So feel free. I, 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 I welcome the opportunity to support somebody. Well, again, thank you so much, Michelle. You heard her, folks. You heard her. If you want to reach out, feel free to do so. Um, you can reach her at Michelle's Touch LLC on IG and on all the other social media platforms from the TikTok to the Facebook and Twitter. Michelle's Touch. And if you would like to email her, it's Michelle's Touch at Yahoo.com. And of course, Michelle is spelled with only one L. So here we are. Thanks again so much, Michelle, for joining us two weeks in a row and for just bringing some light to a journey that a lot of people take. Listeners, remember, it's never too late to rewrite the script of your life. As long as you wake up and as you're breathing, you have an opportunity to make a change, to make an edit, to delete, to replace, to renew. One day at a time, one breath at a time, one thing at a time. As long as you're moving and moving forward, and putting your all into a better version of you. That's all you can do. So I'm going to end this episode also with another song. And we're going to visit Miss Demi Lovato. And Miss Demi Lovato has a story. But with this song, it's called You Don't Do It For Me Anymore. And I'm going to share with you some of the lyrics like I did last week. It says, I see the future without you. What was I doing in the past? Now that I learned all about you, a love like ours wouldn't last. I won't fall for your games. So don't hate me when I say.
that you don't do it for me anymore. See the future without you The hell was I doing in the past Now that I've learned all about you A love just like ours would last I won't fall for your case So don't hate me when I say through any issues with addiction, please, 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 please look up your local 24 hours, seven days a week hotline. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Our strength is in our vulnerability. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Listen, stay encouraged through the week. Check out my website, www.itsheraldkeith.com. Also, follow me on Instagram, at It's Harold Keith. And if you have Facebook, 
You can follow me there too. Guess what it is? Yup, at It's Harold Key. And while you're showing so much love, make sure you subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Looking forward to keeping you encouraged. And I will definitely be seeing you next week. Remember, real life, real issues, real experiences, real possibilities with real people. And not to mention a real you. Until next week, remember, get your positivity. All right, that's a wrap, folks. Ha, 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 ha.